and welcome to another edition of Disaster Dark. I am Nick. I'm Paul D. Paul W. And I'm Chris R. There we go. And um, yeah, from Disaster Dark, that's it this week. So uh, for anyone tuning in expecting to hear um, our Brian Quinn, our Q, um, Mr. Craig Lucas, um, he's not on tonight. So, uh, you know, you can either leave the episode now or if you heard last week's episode and wasn't impressed by it, he's not on this week. So <laughs> join us. Join us. Continue on with this journey. Um, we do have a special guest, and a very special guest in my opinion, um, a guy who I've uh, guessed on the show before, and I'm sure he's familiar to a lot of people in our audience. So without further ado, mystery guest, please reveal yourself. Hello everyone, my name is James H. Carter II, the host of the Creepy Kingdom Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're all mature adults, and that's how we find spooky. <laughs> and a very good podcast it is, as well. Um, yeah, well, thank you very much. I recommend, much. I recommend listening to this one, because you are, but then once you finish listening to this one, download that one. And as many as possible. There's a very good one that I was on once upon a time. Have a look through the archives. I'm sure it's there still. But anyway, uh, before we go on <laughs> with the usual Joe stuff. Well, it's there in space somewhere. I'm sure it's on some Russian satellite. Um, guys, what are we drinking? Oh, stop. Don't all rush um, at once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> go on, Paul. Uh, having run a 10k this morning, um, I'm just topping up my fluids. A nice cold glass of lemonade. Yeah, don't don't brag or anything like that. I've not even walked 10k today, so thanks. That's, uh, that's good news. Although to be fair, you are training for an event, so yeah, you you probably should be doing stuff like that. Um, Chris, um, uh, I, a cup of tea was what I was drinking, but it's not very Disney-ish, is it? Oh, I, mean, you know, I, I don't think Mary Poppins. There you Mary go. Mary Poppins, yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a starting a point. Full of sugar. Helps UK it. Pavilion. There's a Twining's tea shop in the UK Pavilion. There you go. Yes. True. But yeah. does anyone actually True. drink Twining's in the UK? Uh, if you're at a hotel, I imagine you probably would do. With with the um, the free shortbread biscuit and the small kettle. No, oh, now you now you get into a really posh hotel. You're right up at Travel Lodge there. <laughs> I stayed with a travel in once. That's a, that's a story for another time. Mr. D. I, I'm also being healthy. I've got a passion fruit and apple cider. Well, it's full of fruit. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Mr. Carter. I'm drinking a, uh, what's it say, spicy ginger ale. Ooh. Yeah, a little fancy there. Uh, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little congested with the cold, so this stuff kind of gets in there and uh, burns it all out. You so want to get yourself, you want to get yourself a hot toddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a lot of fun. Billy caught toddies on the show. Yes, I'm a new convert to that one. Um, and myself, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running out. Uh, I'm going to have to do some boo shopping or uh, or something because this is the last of the damn cold core lights so um cheers everybody and of course if uh, if people do want to buy me booze suggest booze or send me free booze um they can do so by visiting our website at www.disafterdark.com 
or they can email us at podcast at disafterdark.com mm. we're also on twitter at disafterdark and facebook.com forward slash disafterdark and um, I know Pinterest Twinings um, Bebo Teletext Back. Don't forget what's to- your uh, what, what's your Friendster uh, account yeah, Craig Lucas has a Friendster account. I'm, I do have a pager, <laughs> uh, but I don't like to give that out on air. Uh, I did that once okay. and uh, regretted that decision immensely. Um, before we go into the main crux of the show, we do have, as we have mentioned before, two amazing sponsors. So, uh, Mr. Doan, if you can kick things off with our first one, please. Yeah, well, I mean, previously we recommended, after listening to Diz After Dark, James's Creepy Kingdom, Creepy Kingdom podcast, but we also have WDW Today as our sponsor, and it's the it's the longest-running Disney Parts podcast, um, 10 years and nearly 1,500 episodes. It was rebooted this January with a whole new cast, um, new segments, new guests, some fantastic guests like Dick Van Dyke, uh, Imagineers, lots of other insiders from the Disney world. Uh, they got a house band, Off Kilter, which used to play at the Epcot uh, Canada Pavilion. So, so, so you can subscribe or go to wdwtoday.com um, and they are proud to support Diz After Dark. Currently, I mean, last time we spoke to them, but again, they have listened, <laughs> yeah. I think, to our bonus episode last week. So, uh, you know, we'll just keep saying that until we're told otherwise. Um, Mr. Washington. Yep, and our second sponsor is Wendy at Magical Journeys Travel. She's happy to be one of the sponsors of Diz After Dark. Um, whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still a lot of planning involved. Let Wendy be the one up at midnight when your window opens to get be our guest reservation or that coveted Anna and Elsa fast pass for your own princess. Mention that you heard this ad on is after dark and get $25 off your deposit with any trip package also be sure to ask about her generous onboard credits for Disney Cruise Line 2 find her on the Twitters at WPMagicJourneys or at WPMagicJourneys.com indeed and in fact um, some of our listeners have actually taken her up on that offer so um, yeah they're obviously pleased with her work so I, I guess we'll get testimonials at some point that'd be quite a cool idea actually so, uh, so yeah, but um, we do have a guest on, and um, you know sometimes we have guests on just because we we like them, and other times we have guests on because we like them and they've got something to talk about. Um, so saying that, um, and you know I don't want to spoil anything. So I, instead of me or anyone else here spoiling it, uh, Mr. Carter, why don't you tell us about your uh, your project? Alrighty, well. Uh... There it is. Get ready. <laughs> so basically, I myself, with the assistance of some of my uh, uh, co-hosts and some filmmaking friends, are going to be making a documentary about Haunted Mansion fans called Foolish Mortals. So we just got into pre-production on that, and we're in the very early planning stages of it right now. And right now, for the past few weeks, we've just been kind of reaching out and uh, making sure you know people know about it and kind of getting the buzz going and also trying to find people to be in the documentary that are huge Haunted Mansion fans. So 
that's what I'm here today to talk about. And I do I do have an announcement about it that I haven't announced anywhere. <gasps> well, hold that, hold so, that thought. Don't, don't, don't just yet. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to do it yet. I'm just, te- I'm teasing. Oh, I'm teasing I mean, it. I'm teasing it. <laughs> I, I mean, don't you rely on teased very much. Um, <laughs> now, I think one thing we do need to just clear up here, or, or certainly I do. And again, this is because I've tried not to look too much into this, and I've wanted to hear more from you and about what the project is but you mentioned there that this is a documentary you're looking to make um, about uh, fans of the Haunted Mansion. I just want to check that it's to do with the attractions uh, found at the Disney parks and not the really crappy Eddie Murphy film. That'd be a short documentary. <laughs> we found him! We found him! It's Eddie Murphy's we agent. Found the guy. Yeah. yeah. It's Eddie Murphy himself. <laughs> I don't. I don't even think he likes it. <laughs> Another uh, house I mean, um, You know, I'm sure that movie's going to come up. You know, um, for sure. But no, it's about it's about the attractions, and uh, both you know, uh, Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, and you know, Phantom Manor as well. Because I know we have a few, we've heard it from. A, few Phantom Manor fans and so yeah it's even people like the movie everybody everybody <laughs> if, you, if you're if you consider yourself a Haunted Mansion fan you could potentially be featured in this film <laughs> well you, you've heard it here first and uh, you know I'm sure you've been a very elite group with people that also like the Tower of Terror uh, movie as well <laughs> um, so I suppose yeah. the, um, I mean obviously I, so other than this, I mean, obviously, you have the Creepy Kingdom podcast. As the name suggests, it's more about the, the macabre side of Disney. So, I suppose, why don't you tell our listeners, if they don't know about your podcast, about your podcast, and, and I suppose really how, I, well, I'm assuming putting two and two together, but how your podcast has kind of led to, to this project. Sure, yeah. So, Podcast, uh, we talk about the creepy side of Disney films and theme parks. So probably when it comes to theme parks, the number one creepiest thing that people think of is Haunted Mansion. So we've covered a lot of Haunted Mansion. You know, there's been a lot of Haunted Mansion topics. We don't really, we haven't really delved too deep into history because there's a lot of deep history that I don't even consider myself to be an expert. And there's um, there's uh, the Doom Buggy Spook Show. Which I always point people to if they really want to, you know, <laughs> seek into the history. But so I just kind of talk about, you know, it was just the fandom of Haunted Mansion. It's kind of what we ended up talking about on the show. And and every time I I see little awesome projects or or are you know like fan art or cosplays and some people have done like short films based on the Haunted Mansion. It always just kind of blows me away and. It just kind of, I just kept seeing this stuff over and over again, and then, uh, you know, a light bulb went off in my head. You know, I was like, hey, uh, <laughs> maybe I could do something with this. And I've been I've been kind of wanting to do a, a some sort of a documentary about creepy Disney stuff, so I guess that was always there as well. I, so eventually it all just kind of came together, and, and you know, and I, I mentioned it to a few of my uh, close friends, and they said uh, it was a great idea. You should go ahead and do it. So I was like, "All right, let's do it." Why not? Mm. Yep. 
So um, I suppose uh, another question to ask as well, you, you mentioned Phantom Manor. So how many uh, haunted attractions have you have you visited? Have you been to um, those three? Have you been to any other parks? No, I, I've never been to uh, Disneyland Paris. So I've yet to experience Phantom Manor myself. But, you know, fingers crossed. So the, hopefully the documentary will get me there. So I can... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the know. worst case scenario is I know of at least four uh, people from the British side of things who have probably been on Phantom Manor quite a few times combined. So, um, you know, if if that doesn't happen but yet you still need that angle then um who's got who's got adam goodchin's details someone must have <laughs> or, 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 of course us you know take your pick but um yeah I think, I think we might be a bit a bit versed in in phantom manor but um yeah i mean it's a bit of a i mean who here on the show has been to phantom manor and at least one of the american haunted mansions i'm assuming everyone yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've always thought that, although, um, I mean, I've only been to, you know, I'll, I'll hand, hold my hand up, I've, I've only been to um, Disney World uh, and Disneyland Paris, so I've not been to California, but oh, I like both attractions, but I do find that uh, Phantom Manor is probably a, a, a scarier attraction than Haunted Mansion. Hmm. I, I've, from what I've heard, uh, it sounds that way. I have never actually watched a ride-through video, but um, your friend and mine, Michelle Young from Disney Dream Girls, has described it, the attraction to me in great detail. So I kind of, so I'm kind of really eager to write it now because it, it does seem a lot scarier. Not doesn't seem to have the humor that uh, Haunted Mansion has. Please, Mr. Carlson, never assume that um, we're friends, with Michelle. Um, uh, I'm, joking. Oh. I'm, joking. I'm joking. Michelle, Michelle, when, as and when you do hear this, that was completely a joke, obviously. Um, yeah, she'll probably she'll probably try and castrate me for that one, but uh, it, it, it was in jest. Um, I mean, I mean the um, the one the one thing I've always regretted about the haunted mansion myself is. Um, I've never been able to go and see the holiday overlay because as much as I like the Haunted Mansion, I'm a massive uh, fan of the Nightmare Before Christmas. So that's always been one that's that's kind of interested me. I know that's kind of I going s- off topic a bit, but... I saw that last year. Mm. Yeah, I've good. seen it as well. well. Yeah, it was good, but I, I think regular Haunted Mansion in Disneyland is better. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can, what do I- you think, Paul? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I think it's it's quite nice to see the special stuff that they put on, but then you kind of feel a little bit cheated that you mm. haven't seen the, the real ride. Mm. Yeah, but, well, my, yeah. I, my thoughts on it, I feel like it's there for too long as a, as a Disneyland local. Uh, I feel like I don't want to celebrate Christmas in the middle of September <laughs> because that's when it opens, and then it goes all the way to January, so it's... Uh, it definitely gets you longing for the original mansion after a while, but just of its own accord, it is pretty incredible. It's probably the best overlay of an attraction that I've ever experienced. <laughs> you know, usually overlays are pretty minimal, you know, but that's mm. that's pretty extravagant. 
But at the same time, I also feel like Nightmare for Christmas kind of deserves its own attraction. Like, yeah, it fits in the mansion. It's, you know, it's not that too jarring, but I feel like the popularity of it. Um, also, what's so kind of strange, too, is that during the holiday overlay time, is always huge lines. It's the only time that the fast pass machines are open. But, you know, uh, when when it's not there, like Haunted Mansion's like a walk-on, which is in Disneyland, which is just really weird that you would figure it would just be popular all the time. But because hmm. I know at uh, Magic Kingdom, there always seems to be a line. So I don't know. Although usually you don't have to wait too long. You know, even even at busy times, you know, you can you can get on within 20 minutes or so. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, just most of the time, um, it's like a five ten minute wait. You know, yeah. when it's not Haunted Mansion holiday. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I also try to go to the parks when it's not crowded too, so maybe it's longer other times. So. What do I yeah. know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, trying to do a documentary a lot, or at least with the aim of learning more. <laughs> well, what? Yeah, I'm not too good documentary about wait times. It's not a, not a touring plans documentary. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good ten minute documentary right there, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so, so what oh is it? Because. I mean, I mean, unfortunately, Craig's not here, and I mean, Craig has mentioned many a time that the Haunted Mansion is his favourite uh, Disney attraction mm-hmm. of them all. So, you know, I mean, for me, it's it's an attraction that I like, but I don't really um, love it in the way that some people do. And I think more than most attractions, it's got a rabid fan base. So obviously, it's it's ideal for this kind of thing. But it, what do you think it is that that makes it so? endearing and, and loved by people well i have a few theories but of course that's what we're trying to find out with the documentary but i think um there's a number of things i feel like for a lot of people it was their first first exposure to something dark and creepy that left an impression on them that may have gotten them into other things non-disney you know heart being in a horror movies or going to haunts and you know stuff like that so i think that that leaves an impression on them and i also think that since the story of the ride isn't very clear, that a lot of people kind of make up their own story, and with that, they have a real deep personal, you know, connection and attachment to it, because no one else really has interpreted it the way that they did. So that, so I've noticed that as well. So I think it's kind. Of, I think I, those are the two things that I think are the reason that it has such a, uh, you know, a fan base behind it. Yeah, pe- people have a fascination with creepy stuff don't they um and you know haunted, on the level haunted of creepy, houses though. i mean jimmy savile not really <laughs> now <laughs> then now then <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you can google that uh our american listeners it's fine not yeah yeah please. i was like well, i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> we try and pretend we don't know either but uh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but at, but at this time as well, I mean, I think it's it's quite topical because not that um, we've been nudged at all, uh, but uh, last week was the release of uh, the Marvel series, the, the first um, issue of at least of the Haunted Mansion. So you know, it's obviously kind of going through a bit of. I don't want to see a, say a resurgence because it's never gone away. But you know, with the comics coming out, with the the hat box ghost uh, being put back in, that was obviously something that people were you know talking about as legend for 
years and years and years. Um, and of course, the rumours, the constant rumours uh, of another Haunted Mansion film that's actually going to be decent. Um, it seems like a good time to be to be making it. Yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> now, this seems. To, I, you know what else too was that you know for years and years uh, Disney wouldn't make merchandise. They weren't really, you know, they had very few items. And it seems that in the past year or, or or so, or almost two years now, they've released so much merchandise. I mean, a lot of it is whatever, but I think the fact that people are eating all this stuff up shows that people that the, that there was a fan base just waiting for just to buy merch. And we all know how much Disney fans love to buy merch. You know, they a little, yeah, so they, yeah, a little, <laughs> and they're just they're just eating it up, and so I feel like the fan base was always there. It's just nobody really knew, and and that's something I really kind of hope to do with the documentary is kind of bring all the different fans together because you know there's people that are you know wouldn't even consider themselves Disney fans that are huge fans of the Haunted Mansion. And there's yeah. all these little corners and pockets of people that I want to bring together. You know? <laughs> That's excellent. Um, I mean, I think I remember, actually, um, certainly when I was a kid, I remember seeing model kits of Pirates of the Caribbean that were made in the, like, the uh, late 60s. And I think there might have been a Haunted Mansion one around the same time as well, of one of the ghosts. But other than that, I, I mean, I, I can't think of any merchandise other than maybe some T-shirts or something until, like you say, a couple of years ago. And I got, um, when I released the first wave of merchandise, I got some coasters, the the Tombstone oh. coasters. Um, oh, nice. And what was quite interesting, actually, was that they uh, they obviously um, did some slightly different come? ones. Oh, some slightly different oh, ones. Nick, Nick, we you cut out there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Well, I was probably talking rubbish anyway. Um, they they did obviously the the tombstone um, coasters. They did different ones for the American parks and also for Europe. So in Disneyland Paris, we've got different ones because um, the the tombstones obviously have different things on them in English. Right. Um, to the American ones, so I actually got two sets. So they were very smart there by doing that. Mm. I'd have just had the one set otherwise. But they had no, uh, a, a musical box, like a jewelry box. We had that as well. Uh, playing cards, I remember. And it was, and I mean, that was just the tip of the iceberg. There's been statues and candelabras and, and all sorts. Oh, if you if you go in Memento Mori in the Magic Kingdom, there is absolutely stacks of different things now. And of course, as yeah, well. that place. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I was saying, no, I, that place opened up like. A few weeks after the last time I was in Walt Disney World, so oh, I can't no. wait to go visit it because <laughs> all the pictures look amazing and all the just everything about it seems really cool. But I was really annoyed at that one. <laughs> and as you mentioned recently as well, it's also the the first um, Disney theme park pop Funkos that they've released as well, which I think is kind oh. of like the test of water. So. Um, although they had, you know, they've obviously done over time lots of of Disney pop vinyl figures. Um, the Haunted Mansion is the first Disney attraction they've actually done some on. It was also the first one to have a purple Magic Band. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. No other no other attraction they've done a Magic Band for, have they? Not that I've noticed. Mm, I, I don't. I don't know. follow Magic. I don't band, think so. Have they, <laughs> yeah, have they not done one for Stitch's Great Escape? 
<laughs> oh yeah, we gotta get that one. Everyone, everyone's favourite. Oh, yeah. Is that the one that stops you from actually going in? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it shocks you if you walk through the door. It's like an electrical shock. <laughs> as you, as you uh, beep yourself in, it tells you don't <laughs> just turn around. Like like Aswad, of course. But um, yeah, that's the, talking about creepy rides. There's a creepy ride. <laughs> But uh, no, I mean, it, it, it sounds fascinating. I mean, as I said, I think from someone that's not got quite the same passion for it as other people, I'm, I'm extremely interested. But I think more from my point of view to to understand exactly um, why it's it's the phenomenon is. But I think I think you're, you're possibly right in the fact that it was the first kind of... It's not an adult attraction, but certainly the first kind of attraction Disney did that was a little bit scarier and a bit more... Um, creepy than other things i mean i suppose parts of the cabin tries to do that a little bit but nothing really does it and to be honest i don't think until alien encounter that they ever tried to do anything as creepy as that ever again did they i mean tower terror you could say right yeah okay yeah yeah okay we'll come to tower terror in a minute actually i i do want to say also that the first creepy, scary ride that they ever did was Snow White's Scary Adventures. So, um, but I think the difference is people were going on Snow White not expecting it to be scary, and then they were freaked out. But people were pretty much expecting, you know, the Haunted Mansion to be scary. I mean, by the title, at least. Um, if you want to know how much of a pussy I am, <laughs> first... Oh, please. Yes, of course. Yes. I, I mean, there's, there's, one thing, there's one thing that people should know about me by now. And that is that I don't seem to have this this shameful gene in my body. Um, <laughs> case in point, I came second in the pole dancing competition, being the only male in that competition when I was uh, about 19. So I, I don't have All this right. kind of fear of, of talking about stuff like this where um, it makes me look foolish. But I went to Euro Disney, as it was then known, in 1992, the year of its opening. And the, the very first attraction we went on was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Now, I'm not sure if it was because all of the, of the dialogue was in French as well, but the ride scared me so much. <laughs> when we got off the ride, they were like, my, my, my parents um, were like, oh, what, what, what do you want to go on next? And I was like, um, I, I don't really know. Like, the, the, there's some carousel horses over there. They look quite fun. They're like, no, 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 let's do another attraction. So we went from there to Pinocchio. Oh man! Now, now, don't get me wrong. Pinocchio's <laughs> nowhere near as bad as Snow White, but you know you kind of go into Monstro, and you know you got the the kids turning into donkeys. That's a bit creepy as well. And I got off that ride and thought, "What the hell am I in?" <laughs> I had this thing where I was looking forward to going to Disney for so long in my life, and the first two rides traumatised me so much, I don't think I went on to Phantom Manor until I went back there, I think the third or fourth time, when I was in my late teens. Because wow. I, was so, I was like, if Snow White's that scary, how the hell are we going to go on that? <laughs> and how old was you, Nick? I was uh, 25. Uh, yes, 25. I was 25. <laughs> um, no, uh, I was. I was. I just turned nine. When, oh, my ninth birthday. So I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I was fairly young, and at that point, I think I'd been to like I thought park or something. So I'd been on like loads of little kiddie friendly rides. But to be honest, like Snow White and the, the American title is Snow White Scary Adventure. That is not translated in French. 
Okay, uh, that's not the name of the attraction in French. It's just Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, like uh, Blanc, Nages, or whatever it is. But it, the, the word "scary" doesn't appear in that title. Not in my translation, anyway. So there was no <laughs> there was no reason for me to think a ride about Snow White would be scary at all. Freak me the fuck out. So um, yeah, so I was a little pussy. And I mean, if you ask my wife now, because I don't, I won't go on the Hulk. She will still say I'm a pussy, but I will go on things like the Hulk <laughs> you mentioned. So I think I'm a bit better than that, you know. But uh, yeah, that was my first Disney horror experience. But saying that though. My wife can't stand Halloween Horror Nights. She wanted to get out after five minutes. So, who's the pussy now? Well, you tell her. I, well, I, 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 I won't because she's next door and she can't hear me at the moment because so, I'm trying to keep my voice down a bit. But if she did hear that, she would come in and, and Michelle young me. Constraint <laughs> me, fight, but, uh, yeah, whip my balls off. Anyway. That's my scary thing. So, what, so if anyone else wants to admit to when they were wuss at a Disney theme park, you know, please let yourself be known right now. Yeah, I thought that was going to be the case. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so, in that case, what's everyone's... You know, I've talked a lot about my own personal thing about the Haunted Mansion, but what about everyone else? What does it mean to them? Uh, for me, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, a history buff when it comes to some of the attractions and certainly this one stands out with how long it took to be built um all the plans that they went through ended up having two designers that designed the ride in two different halves it's it just it blows my mind a little bit about the design technicalities that they went through over the years oh i love that story yeah it's great it's a great story that is a proper walt is dead let's try and cobble this together story that's brilliant that that is I should just ask Walt's frozen head. Well, indeed, yeah, yeah. Sure. But, uh, but Paul, do you tell the tell tell the listeners the story, the, the two ideas. Yeah, well, basically, they they sent it off to to the the Imagineers. Said Walt wanted this done for years. We've just never got round to it. The buildings, well, the land's there. We've been advertising it for years, and it, it basically ended up going to Exitensio and uh, Mark Davis, and they ended up doing two different designs. Um, that really weren't anything similar at all, and they ended up just splitting splitting the ride between the two of them, um, and that's why you get different sections. Why you've got like the start with the, the stretching room, uh, and then you've just got like a a, cor- a spooky corridor, and it's just, and then you've got the obviously the humour in the ride, which again was a different part of the design, um, like the singing bus and things like that, and it's just it's just kind of um, a melting pot of two different designs because when, when you that, think about it, it it is like two different rides isn't it yeah mm-hmm. yeah well that's that's what i like about it it's like a journey through imagination you know yeah the through the yeah. um it, you know it isn't just one thing i quite like the variety of it you know you walk through the stretching room you go down and you walk to the to the little doom buggies and even that is in a couple of different sections so um that's what i like about it it isn't just one thing yeah, yeah no the uh i would say the way it's split is like it's such a clear 
you can see where the ride changes from one person's <laughs> design to the other. <laughs> but, you know, but you don't really, that's kind of stuff you get into when you become a big fan. But, um, but you know, when you're just riding it for the first time or the first few times as a young child, it's like, it's such a relief at the end of the ride, especially when you're young, because it's just, it's just, it's all intense, you know, quote unquote, until you get to the graveyard, essentially. And then, and then we're having a, you know, then we're partying, you know, so <laughs> and, and it's, it's something that they couldn't do on purpose, though. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was because of the clash that we got this amazing attraction. I don't think that if they wanted, they, it wouldn't have happened if they intended it to be that way. So it's, it's kind of magic within that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think if it had been one or the other, had one out, I think it wouldn't have been the classic attraction that it is now. Right. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. See, what I love yeah. about having Chris and, and Paul watch the join the show recently is people that actually seem to know what they're talking about. <laughs> Rather than us just trying to draws. Well, well, much more than, than we used to do on this show when we used to kind of second guess. So, you know, to bring the show back around to how we used to do things here with no research, um, am I right in thinking that originally the Haunted Mansion was... Um, was it was it like the museum of the strange or something? It was it wasn't originally the ride it was, but it kind of evolved into this. Yeah, the museum of the weird. That That's was here. It's supposed supposed to be an original walkthrough attraction that was designed by uh, Raleigh Crump, and you could still see some of his uh, designs from that. You know, in the attraction, such as the faces that are in the chairs and you know things like that. So again, there's there's so many people that you know there's so many cooks in the kitchen, as they say, that just collectively made this iconic ride. That it's amazing, it really is, it really because just the, what if one element was missing, it just wouldn't be the same. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. well, I do I do actually have a fact about the. Um... Phantom Manor attraction um, that it was the last job or the last thing that Vincent Price worked on. Mm. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's awesome. And they, they took him out of the. They took him out though, right? Yeah. Before I, I, well, see, this is weird because I'm sure I heard him, but like mm. when I went, like when I first went on it, which was like in the. It was still in the 90s, so I think it was just after Euro Disney, but apparently um, they they didn't have it. So I don't know where I got that from. Um, but they his laugh is still in the ride. Oh, so yeah, that's You can hear him through the ride, but it's just the, the opening narration is all in French uh, and not recorded by him. Is uh, the laugh from the um, Thriller video at the end? <laughs> um, I think think it's from the Simpsons episode where he's got the Easter eggs. Ah, yeah, that would explain it. Yeah, and I, I, well, I mean, I'm guessing it, it, it's, it, it sounds very similar like that. I'm, I assume that it was a new recording. I, I wouldn't mm. get thought it would done. It would have been done during his recording of that. But yeah, I mean, that must have been like '91 or something because he was in Edward mm. Scissorhands, wasn't he? And that was his last acting role and that must have been recorded around the same kind of time because the park opened the next year 92 so yeah it just surprised me if they've got it I'm surprised they've never used it I don't remember why they they didn't use it 
There was some reason, though. I, I think it was just because they were worried. I, I don't know why, necessarily, but they were worried that um, it was too... Um, not anti-friends, that's the wrong thing, but... I mean, a lot of the, the rides at Disney have English and French for at least portions of the ride. Yeah. Um, but things like Star Tours, if if anyone listened to that recording that I did, that ride is all in French, other than the uh, the X-Wing pilot right near the end of the attraction, which is still the original voice. But Captain Rex um, is French. Uh, mm-hmm. And and all the uh, like the video before you go onto the attraction is all in French, so it's subtitled, but obviously you can't hear that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it might be just because it was t- it was completely in English, and had it have been like mm-hmm. half and half or something, maybe that would have worked. But um, but yeah, is it, it yeah. true in the um, haunted mansion that the we we had Vincent Price in France originally, but then in um, in the uh, American-based haunted mansions, is it true that they had the bloke that did the voice of Tony the Tiger? Um, no, he's he's not the um, he's one of the uh, um, thorough whatever. Even English Croft. Yeah, he's uh, he's one of, yeah. he's one of he's he's one of the people that sings in Grim Grinning Ghost. He's not the ghost host. Um, hmm. So yeah, he's. Uh, I, but you'll, you'll, you hear his voice a lot in uh, a lot of Disney stuff from that time period. Like, he's in The Country Bears. Um, he's also in um, the, uh, the Ichabod Crane cartoon. So, yeah, you'll hear Tony the Tiger. <laughs> it's much easier I, to remember Tony the Tiger than Thrills Ravencroft. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, heard, I've heard that they're all great. Hey, oh. you know? I was waiting for the cat. I'm so glad someone did it because I mean it's it's obviously lame, but as long as someone <laughs> said it, then we're we're all good. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm normally the king of the crap jokes on here, but um, happy, more than happy for someone to take the mantle. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things uh, about the the haunted mansion is if you ever experienced it during the Mickey's Not So Scary, because they oh, yeah. they kind of plus it up a little bit, don't they? Mm. You know. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. The cast members look like they have like zombie makeup on. They're covered in cobwebs, and they they don't talk. Yeah. They're super creepy. Uh, the actual ride itself doesn't change, but no. everything outside. There's all this so much smoke coming from it. They have uh, a, um, a a woman that's supposedly a ghost sitting on the hill. Yeah. And this is all. This is only in uh, Magic Kingdom, Walt Disney World. But yeah, I didn't. I experienced that when I went to uh, not so scary a few years ago, and. Mm-hmm. I'd i never heard of it before. No one I no one had ever mentioned it to me. I never no one talked about it on a podcast or anything. And I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm, to me, uh, it's worth going to not so scary just to experience haunted mansion. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> the um, in the parade. Well, the first time we went, we saw the grave diggers in the parade from the haunted mansion, and that was really good. Oh, but yeah, when we went some... back in 2014, they'd actually added quite a lot. They had a they had two or three different floats. They had the grave diggers, but they had um, like people dancing, couples, cast member member couples dancing, like the ballroom scene. Wow! Um, and then they had a float which had the grim grinning ghosts. So they had they had quite a lot in the in the parade that was haunted mansion related. The, the grave diggers. Am I right in thinking? I'm trying to think back when we saw 
we went to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween, and they had they kind of dig their shovels into the ground and they spark. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Scrape, them, yeah. scrape them along the ground. Yeah, yeah I think it's. I mean, I, I know it's it's like a, a simple effect, but it was just one of those things that really stood out when we saw it. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, going back to what they do to the mansion, there was an organ outside when we went, and they had someone playing the organ. I want to say it was. Ooh, I remember that. Of, um, I want to say it was like attached to the back of a hearse or something. But um, this there was a twenty pen. Yeah, there is a hearse, like a horse-drawn hearse, but the horse is invisible. Yes. Yeah. But I had someone playing the organ, yeah. I think this year as well, because they had a DVC anniversary party, um, they changed it up a little bit outside for that as well. I think they had the the tightrope walker from the stretching room outside. Yeah, I saw pictures of that. Yeah, that was was cool. (laughs) Real alligator underneath. (laughs) 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 which is the only Disney that doesn't have a, a haunted mansion or a haunted mansion equivalent then Hong Kong well Hong Kong's got uh, 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 Mystic Manor. Manor Mystic Manor yeah actually uh, I, should, I should say which is the only Disney park that won't have it's Shanghai uh, yeah because yeah. apparently really? it doesn't fit culturally yeah Oh, is that was that their reason? The culture? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I read. Yeah, it wouldn't be popular. From a, I don't know. Maybe they just it don't like weird stuff. Yeah. Well, we say it's weird, but at the same time, they've got the fortitude to make a Tron roller coaster, so they've got to be doing something right over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think it'll come eventually. That's just, that's kind of strange. Yeah, I uh, see it going the same way as Pirates of the Caribbean when they didn't open that in, in Florida, and everybody was asking for it. Yeah, I bet you that'll happen. People will be like, "Where's, where's Haunted Mansion?" But I don't know that that their Pirates of the Caribbean ride that they have going there looks pretty incredible. So they have a lot of creepy stuff in there. So I don't know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only the only thing I mean, I'm still some likes. You know, I obviously saw the original Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and in Paris, it still is the original version of that ride. We don't have Johnny Depp animatronics and no it's only little touches but there's just something to me that I, I like the films and I get that they're popular for god knows what reason because I mean let's be honest one out of four is not bad but um, I just I, I kind of like that original ride without those those things so I think in some ways what they're doing in, um, in Shanghai is I suppose quite good because they haven't got the history there, and the ride is pure based on the movies, so I suppose it could be seen differently, but, um, yeah, I don't like the adding so much to, uh, to Pirates, personally. Yeah, I don't mind it. I know a lot of people, because they're apparently doing that to Paris. I, I think that's a rumour that I heard. Yeah, they've been talking about it for quite a while, haven't they? But um, they keep, every time it goes down for refurb, and sometimes it will go down for you know a good few months, and I think, oh, this is the time. And they uh, apparently Paris was going to get the Small World overlay with the Disney characters in it. Mm. But we've never had that either. Every time it's gone down through, like, I think last one went down was about three months. And it reopened. They looked exactly the same. So, Isn't yeah. Pirates going down for a year, though? Oh, really? As long I as think that? from next year, yeah. About the time of the 25th anniversary, I believe, they're taking it down. Right. Take out one of your biggest wow. rides at your busiest time of the year. <laughs> That's wow. Disney Paris logic. 
Yeah. <laughs> we found out before. But, um, I mean, to, to kind of go off topic a little bit, but I think it's something that we should talk about, just with, especially now as we're talking about rise and, and overlays and, and changes to things. Um, did anyone see the rumour that's been circulating today about the Tower of Terror? Oh, I've seen yeah. it, yeah. I mean, who wants to keep that off? No. <laughs> Not Mr. Bowden, what, obviously. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Tell me more. No, I don't either. I, I, I read a little something about it. It's a rumor. It's um, it's rumored that in uh, in uh, in uh, California Adventures Tower of Terror that it'd be rethemed to Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, which is strange for sure. But um, I will say, for anyone listening, who doesn't know that. DCA's Tower of Terror is the inferior Tower of Terror to Hollywood Studios mm. because it's missing the fifth dimension. Yeah. I mean, you still it's get, the, still a drop tower, but you know, it's the same as Paris. It's it's very similar to Paris. It doesn't have the uh, well, the fifth dimension. Oh, okay. The, uh, so yeah, so that's a bummer. But so I don't, you know, I, I it's a it's a strange. Uh, <laughs> fit Guardians Galaxy, but I've heard a lot of rumors that that area of Disney California Adventure is getting a mini Marvel land, so that kind of adds more fuel to uh, that rumor. So you know, now it's a weird one, but I don't really, I'm not really upset about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> like we'll see how that plays out. Now this is the weird thing, right? Because to kind of elaborate on this a bit more, so because I mean, the, I saw the headline, and I thought, well, that doesn't make any sense, and then I read what they're looking to do. It still doesn't make any sense. But what <laughs> they're trying to do, essentially, for those that have seen the film, is um, they're saying that the uh, the interior, the, the ride that you go on, will be based around the collector. So it will basically be going through his collection. I suppose. Howard the Duck. How the Duck, of course. Right. One of the only things we really care oh, right. about in that, in that scene. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, to me... There was a lot more to Guardians of the Galaxy than than just that character. I mean, I like uh, Benicio del Toro, but I, I can't say that was one of his finer pieces of work, and nor can I say that was one of my favourite bits of the film, because it wasn't. Um, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't that memorable. Re- well, I remember it, but then I, I remember a lot about the film. Um, I, I just think that uh, to me, it's such a good property that there was a lot of things they could have done with it and to retheme a drop tower to to be about that's just a little bit strange i actually mentioned it to my wife and who is who my wife loves guardians of the galaxy i've still got to be quiet just in case she hears me about what i said earlier but um and she she loves guardians of the galaxy and in fact made, made, made us watch it again for the seventh or eighth time last week didn't want to watch a new film, wanted to watch that again. And I told her this today, and she said, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> now, I did point out, because I mean, the, the thing is, she said, why would they change it? Why would they Why would they change what they've got there now? And I said, well, if you think about it, the Tower of Terror is, what, uh, 22 years old? Wow. It's uh, 94, 94, when it came to yeah. Hollywood Studios. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember what year it came to DCA, uh, I feel like 2004, so it's not really that old in DCA. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Paris got it. No, it's going to be earlier than that because Paris got it about 2005, I think, 
And, and yeah, they were around the same time, I think. Oh, were they really? Oh, maybe it was 2004 yeah. then. Um, later than I expected it to be, actually. So, yeah, so it's, it's not quite as, as old there. But, um, you know, I, th- I think the main thing is, and this is what I was trying to explain to her, that the Twilight Zone, it's not really a thing anymore. And the whole thing around, especially the, the studios, I know, you know, California Adventures is different, but, you know, we've got two Tower of Terrors in studio parks. And, you know, really, if it's, if it's in a studio park, you'd expect it to be themed around some kind of property, Disney or, or you know, or, or otherwise. And the Twilight Zone doesn't really have the appeal that it did 22 years ago. And to be honest, even 22 years ago is a bit ropey at best. Yeah, it's kind of... I, I imagine a lot of people that ride Tower of Terror don't even know what the Twilight Zone is, <laughs> in all honesty. But at the same time, does that matter? Like, you know, despite the fact that they don't know what the Twilight Zone is, does it make that much of a difference? I suppose in some ways it would do, but in other ways I think it's so well-themed that it, it kind of overcomes that barrier. Yeah. It's a bit of a classic as well. I mean, you know, parents tell their kids about it, and they did they did remake um, the series, didn't they? Or they, they made a more recent version of the series and the movie and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, nothing's. The thing is, like, the Twilight Zone was a cultural th- phenomenon. You know, it, it wasn't yeah. just. And you know, with the remakes, I think they it lasted like a couple of seasons. It's yeah. not really. It never had the impact it did back in the sixties. No, and, that's true. You know, the thing is, I mean, I obviously don't remember it the first time around, but when I was a kid, it was shown in like repeats. So, you know, I was very aware of it. But it's it's not as I said it's not really a thing anymore. So I, I understand, but I just think Guardians is such a weird fit for for it. But but also has um, in this current economic climate has Disney got to pay a, a royalty to the Twilight Zone IP holder? They Must would, do, have, I would have thought. Yeah, probably. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, so if they can get rid of that, that's another overhead, and they can throw a Marvel property in, which they which have they got are. in spades. Yeah, and also in California, they can do that whilst they wouldn't be able to. Do, well, that's another talking point as well, because apparently um, people believe that Guardians is one of the properties that's exempt from the Universal. Uh, it is. No East. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. The they've actually had yeah. the characters in the park. At the villains event, didn't they? Yeah, yeah I think it was. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the f- the first issue of Guardians of the Galaxy hadn't been published when they did the deal. Interesting. So, yes. I think the original yeah. agreement was Spider-Man, Avengers, uh, Captain X-Men. America, and X-Men, and Fantastic Four. I tell you what would and, work really well for like a drop ride, I think, as a Marvel property, Doctor Doom. Oh yeah, something a bit original, you know, <laughs> outside of the box, you know, just thinking about someone they may not, you know, necessarily go for normally um, that you would associate with uh, a drop ride. It's putting it out there, <laughs> but I, mean, I think that was like the, the kind of big news this week. I think it's been pretty quiet actually. Um, yeah. Although uh, a couple of things, uh, Mr. Carter, if you don't mind doing your big reveal shortly, we'll come to that. But oh, um, before no we problem. do, um, we obviously launched our um, competition—not competition last week, but our uh, new segment last week about the results. 
Um, we had the first eight results announced last week on the uh, Pub Snack Show, and um, that's still that's still open for voting, isn't it? It so is. Don't, yeah, don't we'll, we'll you, uh, put a link in not. the show notes. Yes, yes, we will. Um, we've had um, quite a few votes at the moment. Just so everybody knows, the Polynesian is out in front, but just by one vote. One vote. And it so was if you love the poly, tense. you've got to get your votes in. And this was the big. This was the the popular one on here as well, wasn't it? The Polynesian. Mm, yeah, so, we uh, we all have put our votes into that. I think. Mm, mm. So it's that's yep. interesting. But uh, yes, yeah, so the voting is still open for that. And um, just just one more time, uh, Mr. D, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling everyone about our first sponsor. Uh, I will. It's WDW Today, uh, the longest running Disney podcast. Um, I've been listening to it for about eight of its ten years. And so, uh, yeah, uh, join Logan and the guys. Uh, they put out a couple of shows a week, uh, WDW Today. And might I add, I'm not getting paid for this. The new show is excellent. It is really good. I've been really enjoying it. So shout out to them. Yeah. <laughs> I was just talking to Logan before we came on air, and uh, he said he does listen to every episode. So mind your P's and Q's. No, no, no. I'm sure he's. <laughs> I'm sure well, he's. Good job, Logan. Yeah. Right on, Logan. Hi. I can never hear that major P's and Q's thing again without thinking about that episode, but never mind. Move on. <laughs> uh, the Lost is After Dark episode. What are P's and Q's, guys? Do we know? Yeah, it's like, watch your, I don't know, watch your language, yeah, watch your grammar. Your yeah. yeah. No, but what are the actual P's and Q's? Like, what is, what, what is that, uh, what is the, is it, is, is, it, is it like short for words or no no i don't think so i think it goes back to to days when um like i don't know victorian times or whatever where um people would kind of slur their p's and q's so if you talked proper you would oh, pronounce gotcha. your p's you know <laughs> gotcha yeah i learned something today guys there you go so did we we yeah, I was gonna say we'd like to be educational but normally when somebody educates us on how long we've been um, and also, uh, our other sponsor, of course, is Wendy at Magical Journeys Travel. So please find her on, uh, on Twitter at WP Magic Journeys or WPMagicJourneys.com. And uh, the code is, uh, oh, sorry, just mentioned is After Dark. Um, if you can mention how great Disaster Dark is and not start off with, Hi, Wendy, I listened to this really crappy podcast that mentioned you, that would, that would benefit. So thanks. <laughs> So, so with that being said, uh, Mr. Carter, over to you. All right. So, I know this really hyped up this news now. <laughs> you know, we had a whole episode. <laughs> well, it's going to be better news than the Guardians news, so. That's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I, this, I have not publicly mentioned this anywhere else so you guys are going to scoop on this <laughs> so so as you know we're getting ready getting stuff together for the documentary we're finding people all that stuff but there's a way that if you also want to help the documentary come to be is that we are actually going to be launching a kickstarter for it and we're gonna pull together some really awesome perks or prizes or whatever the hell they call it, they work. And we're going to do that. I have a question, actually, 
Have you guys contributed to any Kickstarters that are US based? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, we have actually. Yeah. And so how does how, how does the conversion work? <laughs> I don't. Is there something that happens oh. automatically or? Um, I th- yeah. think, I think, yeah, so. I think, I think the one that, so the one that I did was in dollars, and I think it was just a case of, um, it, it told you how much, like, when you went to, to confirm it or whatever, it told you what the amount would be in pounds, and that yeah, I think that's right. All right, great. All right, guys. So no excuses over there. <laughs> I don't want to hear. I can't convert. <laughs> no. Uh, but one one uh, one thing that I know that we're going to do, which I'm pretty as a perk, which I'm pretty excited about, is uh, so one of my co-hosts on Creepy Kingdom um, is uh, Miss Roxy Tart. She is also a pinup model, and she is going to. Do a haunted mansion pinup photo shoot, and and one of the perks are going to be signed prints of that photo shoot. Wow! So there, so I mean, you could totally be against that project, but you can't be against haunted mansion pinups. Right? Nick, we need a person would be. <laughs> I think we need we to. Need a, the, we uh, need a pinup. We need yeah. a pinup co-host. Yeah, I think we need. No to. offense, no offense, guys. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> Mr. D, I'm, I mean, I'm, all I'm thinking back at the moment is uh, is that episode we had last year for um, yeah. uh, what was the uh, what's the book? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what the book was. But it's, that was Blues, wasn't it? Castle, yeah, that I, one? Blue Castle. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't forget that name. That's for no. sure. Might have forgotten the book, but I don't remember. I don't forget that name. Dark um, Rides. <laughs> Dark Rides. called Dark yes. Rides. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm still not allowed to read that book, but um, <laughs> apparently I'm not mature enough. But uh, but there you go. Um, but yeah, no, actually, I mean, and funny enough, um, the project that I I um, did on Kickstarter that was US based was for um, our good friends' production of Walt's Frozen Head. That's right. So, oh, very um, nice. Yeah, where I, I bought, I paid to have a credit in the film um, as a silent foley artist. Oh so wow! We will <laughs> see. We will see if that actually comes to fruition. But I mean, you know, a foley artist was always a thing I wanted to be when I left media. Uh, when I graduated from university with my media degree, um, and never made it. So to be a silent one on a production would be amazing. So, yeah. Well, I'll tell cool. you what. For a certain amount, you can be a silent Foley artist on this yeah. documentary. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, James, when um, when you have uh, the Kickstarter up, obviously, um, let us know. Um, we will obviously um, inform our listeners. And, um, you know, anytime you want to come back on during the, the process of it, um, if you want to give us any updates or anything like that, uh, you know where we are. And, um, you know, when you can provide that information we're going to put it on our website which is www.disafterdark.com and we can if you want to email it out to you at podcast at disafterdark.com wow that would be incredible it's that i'll definitely be back on because we're going to be uh, the shooting period is going to be a pretty long period of time we plan to start in uh, the beginning of may and go through uh, halloween of this year so there'll be plenty of things to check up on and you never know who we end you know who will end up getting in this film you know we're still we're trying to we're shooting for some big names that haven't been confirmed yet so that's why i wish i could have those announcements for you but 
you know, we'll see what happens, guys. Oh, whoa, whoa, hang on. What what names could be bigger than the four people you're speaking to tonight? <laughs> There's bigger people in the Disney community than us. Leonardo. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh, wait, oh, wait. Oh, so you guys are going to be in the movie? Is that what you're saying? Hang, hang on, Leonardo, Leonardo <laughs> Tesla. Is that Leonardo Testo? Is that, is that what you're... <laughs> I'm, I'm not a liberty today. Oh, right. Okay, um, and and as to your as to your comment, uh, well, I mean, I I certainly wouldn't be against it if you need some help from from this side of the pond um, or this side of the Atlantic. Please let us know. I mean, saying that, by the time you actually ask, because we could be out of Europe. That's uh, mm-hmm. the possibility. <laughs> We won't um, be allowed into France. We'll be allowed into France. It'll just cost us a hell of a lot more. But um, <laughs> that's that's another discussion for another day. But um, no, certainly, please keep us um, updated with the the project. Um, I think we're all uh, interested into finding out, you know, how it goes along. But uh, even more so, seeing the finished products. And yeah, please use us. Um, yeah, you know where we are. So if there's anything that we can do to assist you, uh, give us a shout. So, yeah, we'll find all the details will all be posted on disafterdark.blogspot.co.uk. Yep. So uh, visit there for the show notes. Now, uh, I, I would I would say that we uh, are just coming up to time, but um, I got a bit excited earlier um, and, and said that we're recording and, and said if anyone wants to um, have a shout out, then they can do. Um, thinking that we'll get the usual kind of responses you know like one or something um but we've actually had a few so the fact that we have i can't really ignore it so um i I, i'm going to do a few as quickly as possible uh steve maxwell uh unfortunately he said he hopes we'll drinking tonight so um sorry to sorry to let you down on, on some of that um uh hunter as well mark and jem uh jen of course jim pease uh travis coaster as well, I wonder if that's his real name. I mean, if it is, I hope he likes roller coasters because that would be really tragic. If uh, <laughs> if not, I mean, that would that be terrible. Uh, Lewis Lonsdale, uh, Vicky Marie, hello there. We will have you on soon. I keep saying, uh, but we will. Um, Adam Santino, who uh, not only been a guest on this show recently, but wants to shout out to Biggie Smalls, Baby Baby. <laughs> Baby, baby. Oh right, okay, that makes sense. I'm glad. I'm glad this is somebody. I was a two-pack man. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, nowadays I'm just a one-pack man. Well, or just just a belly. Um, and just oh, uh, Kevin Kersalen, uh thank you as well. And one quick thing before we go, just a, a, a quick one-word answer will suffice from Alex Treen. Anyone have an opinion on DVC for a UK guest? It depends. Two words. I'm a guarantee member. Yeah, you got to look into it carefully, and um, you know, you obviously you get the you buy the points, but then you've got the maintenance costs as well, which is actually the big cost. You got to look at the number of times you're going to use it, cost of flights, and things like that. So it can be good, but look into it carefully. That's definitely not two words, but I like it. Was that so? Was that Chris? No. Yeah, yeah, I'm a member. Wow. What do you think, yeah. Chris? Wow. Yeah. No, Chris, Chris, do not answer. Do not okay. answer. Do not answer now. The fact that you are a member means that you've got a, a bit of a different answer to anyone else's opinion. And we will have that, Alex, on the next show. So you better listen. 
is all I'm saying mm-hmm. here. Uh, but uh, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, hope you've enjoyed the show. And Nick. we'll be back. Oh, sorry. Mr. Sorry, Dick. Nick. I just got two quick shout-outs. Please, um, on the On the blog, um, Jim, Jim Aguiar. Jim, I hope I haven't massacred your name there. But Jim Aguiar won the latest uh, Where in the World photo quiz, um, knocking Karen Jackson off the uh, undisputed, unbeaten spot. So thanks, Jim. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are awesome. You're getting these really quickly. I'm going to have to toughen them up, I think. Just take some of Craig Lucas's bog shots. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we've got a show title. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, I think next week would be the first results of the result um, fight out knockout competition Satan. and uh, yeah another pub snacks show so um, yeah hopefully you'll stick with us for that but uh, thank you James for joining us and uh, look forward to hearing from you again soon and uh, dear listener we'll speak to you next week thanks James thanks guys cheers James thank you everybody <laughs> thank you James <laughs>